1: Hello, and welcome to the Career Confidant. We're excited to be here today with Chris McGuigan, who is an author, a career coach, and a trainer who helps people get the courage to achieve what they want to achieve in their career. So Chris, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Marie.
1: Yes, so today we're going to talk about your book, The Requisite Courage, How to Make Those Decisions in Life and in Business. So tell me a little bit about the background behind this book because I know it's been like a decade coming, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It sure has, Uh, possibly longer than that. Um, You know, as, as all career coaches know and anyone who's really trying to navigate their career, navigate their life, um, you know, there's often times that we kind of encounter a lot of external and internal change, change you choose, change that comes at you that you didn't choose. And in my own life and in talking with clients, uh, I found that even when we chose change, when we chose to be courageous and make a shift, it didn't necessarily make the journey any less difficult or scary. And every time uh, we moved to a next level or a client would share a story of moving to this next stage, it required unprecedented levels of courage. And along that path, I wish that someone had given me a map, you know, kind of just a way to navigate all of those dark spots and shine a light on the areas of self-actualization that would have happened along the way. And so when I was thinking about the best way to not only serve my clients, to document what I had been through both successfully and unsuccessfully, and then to kind of uh, move things forward into the future, you know, writing a book on that and creating a roadmap for other people to navigate those brave decisions seemed like
1: the best approach. So that's what I did. Yeah, you're right. I mean, even when we choose something, it's not easy. Um, And of course, sometimes I know you don't mean this by our book, but I just kind of wanted to put it out there because I'm sure you've seen some of the chatter going around around courage right now. But that courage doesn't mean that um, we aren't saying that everyone just needs courage to be able to do something right. We know that there are systemic issues that keep people from achieving their goals and their big mountains and big problems that need to be solved. And when it comes right down to it, your book gives people some practical things that they can do to take the actions they can take and have that courage and confidence to do what they can do towards their goals. So I love that, right? We've got to have that personal agency um, towards whatever we want to do in addition to recognizing that that personal agency isn't always the isn't always everything and, and maybe isn't always enough for people to achieve their goals, right?
2: Absolutely. And then also kind of the courage to face what's outside of their control and and try to uh, handle that within the means that they have within life.
1: Right. So tell me a little bit about the tenets of courage that show up in the book. What are some of the, the frameworks that you share?
2: Absolutely. So we talk about the three C's of courage Clarity, conviction, and constancy, and beyond just uh, you know, clever alliteration, these were really the tenants that we saw come forward in the you know, seven years of research that we've done with clients again and again, who really um, was most successful at stepping up and stepping out in their career. And when we looked at that information across the board, it was these three things, clarity, really understanding who you are and what it is that you want having the conviction to hold strong to your purpose and and really be able to navigate the tough areas like the fears, how to navigate through them, but also to embrace the things that really are serving you in life, letting go of of those that do not. And then constancy, this idea of having the consistency that we're always encouraged to employ, but don't always have, quite frankly, the capacity to do so, matching that with resilience. So this idea of really moving forward in a powerful way, taking action, but also having personal grace when you just don't have the ability to do so.
1: Yes, that's so important. I know that right now everybody's thinking about their new year's resolutions, right? And of course. and um, <laughs> we know that most of those fail in the first few months of the year. And it right. sounds like to me that constancy is this concept of, you know just because you don't do it today or you can't do it right now because of something or you're sick or your kids or whatever, that doesn't mean that it's not a constant in your life, and you pick it back up as soon as you're able to, whether that's eating well or exercise. I, I I hesitate to make any New Year's resolutions around those things because those are lifelong constancy things for me, right? Those are you pick it up every day and you do your best with it every day, not kind of this flash in the pan. I don't know if that relates to what you were talking about.
2: It absolutely does. Yes. So just that endurance and understanding that it's okay to slip, but that doesn't mean that we can't just get back up again and, and, or um, make accommodations and adjustments to our environment. So that third C, we actually talk about four different pillars that build that up. And one of them that you're referencing is this idea of pausing over pushing, recognizing that sometimes it's not about just continually driving ourselves forward relentlessly, because sometimes it is, you know, I need to take a step back and reassess and evaluate where I'm at.
1: I love that. And then clarity, um, that's one of the challenges that I feel like people are struggling with right now, that we've got so much going on and what should we do And layoffs and good labor market, bad labor market. How do people navigate all of that with this clarity piece?
2: So I really think that self-discovery, truly understanding what is meaningful to you in your work and your personal life, and hopefully some of those things cross over nicely, and aligning with those values is that key to success, right? When I think of values, I, I describe them as the purest part of who you are, and no one has the ability to change that, not your boss, your coworkers, You know, an annoying neighbor, your partner, your kids, no one has the ability to mess with that. And the things that take place, the changes again that are sometimes thrust upon us doesn't change our values. And so the beauty is that once you're clear about your values, your values can begin to drive decisions. Decisions then drive action and action drive results. So I really believe that that, um, acknowledgement of who we are and aligning our actions and decisions to that is the key to successfully navigating any change in our career.
1: Oh, that's so powerful. And when we get lost, when people feel lost, I always feel like, well, to me, that's almost this um, simple acknowledgement that we're looking outside instead of inside, Mm because you can never be lost really, if you know who you are, right? Because you will know, <laughs> yes. you'll know where you're going. And even though you may not be there yet. And so I love that idea that if you have those guiding posts, you really, you'll never be lost. You may be in transition, and you may be seeking, but you're not really lost.
2: Agreed. And sometimes I don't even know who I am, right? So it's I. sometimes you're in a place that's so dark, you're not even sure exactly who you are, but you do know what's important to you and being able to, again, kind of rest on that foundation and say, These, this is the, the way that I'm going to approach decisions that I'm confronted with, even day by day, minute by minute, is going to get you back to that point of understanding and authenticity around who you are as a whole and who you hope to become.
1: And that's just so part of the challenge, I think, for people, especially right now, is taking that time to reconnect with who you are, when perhaps it feels like you don't have time, or it doesn't matter, or there's so many external factors and that, and I just hear from you that if people can take the time and, and take a breath and get recentered with that, that some of the other external pieces might be easier to navigate.
2: 100%. You know, and there's great tools out there that we've all heard of, you know, objective assessments on the marketplace like Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram. Here's the inventory. Great tools and, and, processes you can go through to really kind of give yourself a sense of what's meaningful to you. But it also can be simply having a conversation with a curious companion, or even just journaling, if that's more your style, can help bring forward some of those preferences, those tendencies, those themes in your life. You know, this is just such a great time of year during the holidays, as we see the calendar year coming to a close, to just pose questions to yourself, like, what do I like to do the most? And what can I do without thinking too much about it? What are the things that I was most known for in 2022? And are those the same thing that I hope to be known for in 2023? So really just having a conversation and being thoughtful about the responses, reflecting back on those responses and listening, evaluating your answers can pull out some of those key values that will really point you in a direction of where you'd like to go next.
1: Yeah. Yes. Well, and that brings up an important thought about as we close out 2022. A lot of people like Mm -hmm. streamline it into 2023 goals, right? (laughs) New Year's resolutions, (laughs) and instead taking that time to reflect on what did I enjoy about 2022 when I was my best? Mm -hmm. What What did I want to bring into 2023? What were some of the things that people said about me? What were some of my you know just all of those questions about accomplishments and rewards that you can yourself for this year before you move on to next year. So that's a very powerful idea. I like that. Thank you. So we've talked a little bit about, Kurt, with the first one, <laughs> we talked a little bit about clarity, <laughs> clarity. and about the, the conviction. Um, constancy. So let's talk a little bit about conviction. Tell me more about what that means.
2: Absolutely. So, again, conviction is this idea of really holding strong in your purpose. And in order to do that and really connect, it's around understanding and embracing the things that are actually serving us. So, a growth mindset, um, you know, reflecting again on what has served us over the last year and how we bring that forward, as you just said, into the new year. But it's also about letting go of what does not serve us, which uh, for me, most often in life, I, I call it burn the plan, right? I'm a huge planner, I'm a total type A. But this idea of sometimes the plan just no longer serves me. Maybe I'm taking my business in a direction, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm headstrong in that. But it's it's not the right place, or it doesn't serve my clients in the right way anymore. Or maybe we had a great plan for how to navigate. You know, 2020, 2021, and the pandemic came. So it was time to burn that plan and shift into a new direction. So that often means we have to face some fears that are standing in our way, but really being able to let go of what doesn't serve you, even if that means letting go of a, a well-mastered plan and embracing this growth and experimental mindset that will serve us and allow us to stay convicted in our purpose.
1: Mm, I love that. So there's this idea that... um if we set a goal and we don't reach it, we're a failure. And instead it's, if we set a goal and it needs to shift, we win, right? We win because we realized that it needed to shift and we shifted with it.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Right. And with, with every failure, we're certainly doing more and more of that learning that applies to the next time and the next time. And can then, you know, as leaders certainly reflect that back and show other people what resilience looks like and how to leverage our failures.
1: Oh, man, I think that's just powerful as we go into the end of the year. And you may have expectations around anything, right? The holidays, the new year, the whatever it might be, whether it's a plan or an expectation, and then it doesn't work out. And we think, oh, my goodness, you know, this is just never And I'm a failure. And um, I love that reframe because it just is brilliant to think about it in a different way. So we are going to take a short break. And if you're watching us on YouTube, we're actually going to go into the audio only part of the conversation. If you want to keep listening in, you can go to careerconfident.com backslash pro professional courage. So P-R-O-F courage p-r-o-f courage and if you go there you'll hear the rest of the show um, as we continue on this conversation so we're going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a few minutes
0: become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america in real estate stocks annuities and other investment vehicles that's the money answer show with jordan goodman on the voice america business channel every monday at 12 p.m pacific standard time connect with us and we'll connect with you the voice america talk radio network is on linkedin get the first word about happenings with the network where our next live event will be and what's up with our hosts look up voice america on linkedin
3: when it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: You are tuned in to the Career Confident with Marie Ziminov. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guests today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
1: Welcome back to the Career Confidants. And today we're talking with Chris McWiggin about the Requisite Courage, which is her book talking about how you can make brave decisions in business and in life. Now, Chris, we've been talking a little bit about the clarity, conviction, and constancy. And we were just finishing up the conviction piece um, and how people can really make sure that they're aligning with their purpose or continuing their purpose and, and acting towards their goals but not getting overly connected to that. And I love what you said about burning the plan uh, because sometimes it doesn't serve us. Any other ideas about conviction that are important for people to take away?
2: I think the biggest one, especially as we head into a new year and and these last several years have been unexpected, right? In all all avenues. And a lot of people are dealing with a lot of um, unknowns at work right now and things like that. And so I think when we... um, And we try to consider how it is that we hold strong to our purpose and our values and how they can serve us as we begin to face the fear of the unknown and all of those pieces is, again, calling back to that clarity. When we know who we are and what we want, it helps us conquer that fear and step into it. Because if you consider the fear of unknown and really the fear of change overall is not about the uncertainty that surrounds us because we have you know nothing is certain we live every day every single moment of every day with a total lack of certainty so i don't believe it's an actual fear of the unknown i think it's usually from a lack of clarity within us again i'm faced with something that's coming forward and i'm not entirely sure how i want to navigate that but if i hold strong to my purpose i hold strong to my values and allow allow those to serve as a guide point, it really doesn't matter anymore that I'm not certain of what's coming. I'm not clear on what exactly is gonna happen next because I know who I will stand and 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 how it is that I will navigate those pieces regardless of what comes my way. So I think the, the true key to conviction is again, really understanding that the clarity is going to help you navigate and that it's not about the fear of change, the fear of the unknown. It's that most people are not clear on on what it is exactly they want to do or come forward
1: with. Mm, Yeah. And that we're usually afraid of what we might have to give up, Mm. right? That I might lose this or I might lose that. And what I can hear in your clarity piece is that also when we have that clarity around what really matters, then we can figure out, well, if I have to give up this, I'll still have that, or I can navigate this. And Mm -hmm. Um, we know what those trade-offs might look like, and we're not so afraid of what we might have to give up because we know it won't affect our core. I don't don't know if you ever play the what-if game with your clients, like what if you lose your job, (laughs) right? And then what happens? And then what happens? And you get to like this ridiculous point of I'm homeless and living on the street, which does of course happen to people. But if they can think through it that far, they can see that there's many other opportunities they'll have to circumvent that worst case scenario, um, instead of not taking a chance or not taking a risk or not taking an action, even maybe a not risky action, because we're worried about that thing that's going to happen. So when we have that fear of we're going to, one, that we actually have control over keeping that thing in the first place, right, We that's a, that's a, um, a myth in the first place that we have control over keeping that thing because you could lose your job tomorrow whether you decide to quit it or not right Mm -hmm. absolutely and i think that um you know as you mentioned it's it's it's
2: to a large extent not about what you're losing but what you have the opportunity to gain even if it's gaining perspective and mindset and painful experience to be able to navigate through those things and just to trust in the courage and confidence you are able to bring to the table i think with chaos um with with courage when we're facing change and we're facing chaos you know we have this opportunity to trade career stability, uh, or you know, excuse me, career yeah career stability for career agility, and um, looking at you know just what's happened in our marketplace in the last eighteen to twenty four months, I would certainly place my money on the fact that agility is far more important than the stability side of things.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Um, I, I would say that career. Career agility is the new career stability because that (laughs) idea of career stability just really didn't exist anyways. Um, Okay, so if people are thinking about advancing their career, what is one area that they might start in But from what we've talked about?
2: Um, again, I think the values piece is really important. So not only beyond what we've talked about in terms of what your foundational values are and how it is I apply autonomy and independence and integrity to my life, if those are my top values, but also taking a look at some of the um, more Tangible, easily observable, what I consider external values that can relate. So when I think about my career, what are the tasks that I enjoy doing the most? Who are the people that I most enjoy engaging with? The products that I support and believe in? And even the environment in which I most thrive. Is that a hybrid environment? Is it being around people all the time? Is it being, you know, um, at my home office? Consider those values. What factors are most important to you there that really exist and help you to thrive? And make sure that you're employing that in your career as much as humanly possible. So again, if I'm able to identify those key or most successful projects from 2022 that, that really led me to feel most proud of my work, What were the actual tasks? What were some of those tangible external values that were being employed that I can then share and articulate to my supervisor, to my leadership team to make sure that we're trying to expose me to that many type, those type of opportunities in the future so that I get to play on my strengths and have the chance to really reach that level of fulfillment and then advancement as a result.
1: Yeah, I loved your question earlier. What do you want to be known for in 2023? And of course, that's going to be strongest when it's built on what you are already known for, uh, you know, where they kind of come together versus coming out of left field. So you putting those two pieces together. What were you known for in 2022? And then how might you want to evolve that a little in 2023 is a very powerful question. Um, So what about leaders? And tell me a little bit about the themes you're seeing as you go in and talk to organizations. How is this showing up in the real world?
2: Sure. So um, as you more than know, we're seeing individuals really looking for a completely different level of engagement at work and people who are looking for those career advancement opportunities and are seeking some coaching and direction around that out of their managers. And in many cases, unfortunately, managers are not well-equipped for that. And so that's where individuals like yourself and our listeners and other people can kind of come in and say, look, this is how we can guide you to navigate these pieces. Our ability to achieve meaningful goals." directly impacts our level of engagement and fulfillment at work. And too often, um, our team members, our employees, they feel stuck and unable to kind of pursue their passions because they're not entirely sure how to create that intentional advancement or intentional change. And as a result, we find people kind of rushing into opportunities without really aligning their choices to their values or people who are just afraid to take any steps at all. And so a lot of what I'm seeing teams do and embrace is how it is that they can start to engage team members, leaders can engage team members with authenticity and with that audacity piece so that they can begin to create change, what I call courageous disruption within the workplace, within themselves, in their teams, at the company, you know, at a, from a larger scale by employing some experimental mindsets and really be able to make change that is meaningful to them, but also impacting the bottom line.
1: Oh, I love that. And I loved your authenticity and audacity phrase. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, And leaders are, and I feel like this is true since the beginning of employee engagement conversations I was having like 12, 15 years ago, we right. <laughs> tend to make it harder than it needs to be like, oh, mm-hmm. let's go get this wellness program and this tennis court and whatever it might be. And, and as you said, it's it really is simple, but that's not necessarily easy.
2: Agree, Yes. I mean, in, in the conversations that I'm having, it's getting people back to understanding their worth and how to advocate for themselves and then therefore offering that same skill set to your team members, helping your team members and yourself have a really clear purpose that's aligned with those values Uh, You know, you and I have been talking about some of those year-end questions. What a powerful exercise to be able to sit down with your team members and have everyone answer those questions, even if they're not answering them aloud, but be in the same room and feel that energy of people making bold and intentional choices about how they want to bring their strengths forward in the next year. I think having those conversations and advocating for people to advocate for themselves is one of the strongest things that leaders can do right now to really, again, see better engagement and higher performance.
1: Yes, maybe a less fun but more meaningful Holiday party,
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Well, and you know,
1: mix it in with both, right?
2: Right. <laughs> right. Have some wine. <laughs> Have things, some wine. Right? Answer some questions. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would certainly be far more interested in you know having a conversation on how to increase innovation and engagement in my work for the coming year than you know pulling names out of a hat and you know going around the room and and, and doing things that way. So um, I think there's space for both of those things, but definitely making sure some of the conversations you're having as we come into the new year are not just about performance evaluations, but about really, again, how people can have a clear purpose and understanding of how they're bringing um, you bringing their best self to work, their most authentic self.
1: I love that. So tell people how they can find you, how can they get the book, what where can they hang out with you if they like this conversation, which I'm sure they did.
2: <laughs> sure. I appreciate that. Yeah. So probably the best place would be LinkedIn, my LinkedIn profile, which is just my first and last name, K R I S M C G U I G A N because it's there at my LinkedIn profile that you can find all different ways to collaborate. Uh, some portion of the work that I do has to do with, again, individuals and individual coaching. Obviously, um, being an author now, I'm out on the speaker circuit, so I'm supporting a lot of organizations at association conferences, um, you know, uh, all staff meetings, things of that sort. So depending on your preference for collaboration, LinkedIn is the best place to start that conversation and also access links for the different websites, my social media platforms, and certainly how you can purchase the
1: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I hope people will go back and listen to some of the questions. Um, If you're watching this on YouTube, well, if you watch the beginning part on YouTube, or you can go back and watch the beginning part on YouTube, I'll go in and drop some of those questions in that description so that if you want to have this activity for yourself or for you and your partner, or you and your family, or you and your team, you could go back and capture some of those questions. Chris, would they find some of those questions in the book as well?
2: Oh, absolutely. And there's a lot of, and I think you mentioned this toward the front, the beginning of our conversation. Um, One of the things I'm most proud of about the requisite courage is there's a lot of activities, action planning opportunities for people to kind of walk through, identify their values, continue to articulate them, and then apply them to some of that courageous disruption they want to see in their life. So lots of, um, you know, sit down with a pen and paper and get it done in that book as well.
1: All right. So go get the book. You get a little t- tiny taste from here, us here, <laughs> but go get the book so that you can take it deeper. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. And um, we look forward to having you back sometime here on the Career Confidant.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Murray.
1: Thank you. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back here on the Career Confidant. I'll kind of unpack some of this stuff and give you a little bit more on setting those goals for 2023. We'll say goodbye to Chris, but we'll be back here in just a few minutes. Thank you.
2: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
3: You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a
2: member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel.
3: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned in to
0: The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
1: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. and Today we were talking with Chris McWiggin about The Requisite Courage, How to Make Courageous Decisions in Business and in Life. And so this is a topic that is challenging because you think, well, is it really my courage that is stopping me from achieving something? And of course not, right? There's a lot of other factors that go into that. Uh, There's been some challenge of Brene Brown's work recently saying that it is somewhat tone deaf to the... um, real factors, the societal issues, if you will, that people face in the workplace, especially when they are not privileged. So whether that's people with disabilities or people from a different ethnic backgrounds, immigrants, whatever it might be, people that come into a place and don't have the power perhaps um, because of the way the societal structures are set up that then no amount of courage is going to move the mountains that they've got set in front of them. And that is valid, right? That there is um, things that those of us with privilege in society need to change so that everyone has equal access to opportunities and benefits of actions that they might take. When I... used to teach this work to other career coaches, other resume writers, um, especially those that work in workforce centers, nonprofits that help individuals that are trying to get out of poverty. This was a conversation we'd have a lot because when I would teach the work around taking risks, it often came across as things that only people with resources could do. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, people with resources do have more opportunity to make money, right? When you have a lot of money, you put it in the, in the um, financial systems and you get more money. People that don't have money can't do that. People who can't afford to lose their money can't take those risks. And so there's this inherent um, classism that happens because those with money can afford to risk it and therefore they can get more money because they take that risk. When we think about it in our career space, there are things that anyone can do to take tiny risks at work. Um, And so we would talk about someone could um, talk to their boss. That may be a risk that they could take. Sometimes it's not, right? I, I recognize that. But that could be a tiny risk that someone could take. They could speak out in a meeting. They could take on an additional opportunity inside of work, especially if they're able to do it inside of work hours. So we're always looking for what steps can people take within the structures that are available. knowing their limitations. So people would say to me, oh, you know, Marie, my clients can't volunteer for things outside of work. They have to take care of their kids. They're a single mom that, you know, so we say, okay, so what can they do inside of the hours that they're working? Could they talk to their boss? Could they talk to them? Could they do some of the things that Chris was talking about in terms of voicing their strengths, their goals, their what they want to be known for that may feel like a risk to some people, and yet it it can be immensely powerful in moving them forward in their career. Now, if they're in a structure that doesn't support them for whatever reason, that may not matter as much as we hope that it would, and it still may have a difference because it may break through a little bit. It may give them more courage to, to make even bigger steps later when they're able What I want to help my clients do, whether they're a coach or business owner or a client, uh, you know, someone that's working and wanting to improve their career is take the steps that they can take despite what might be going on. Because if we don't take those steps, we'll never, we can never make anything different. And so we do have to consider what's realistic, what's the, what's possible benefit and possible harm. Like as coaches, if you are a coach, we want to make sure we're not being blind. see a lot of um, that going on right now in the market. You know, moms should be proud that they're a mother and share that they're a mother on their career work. Well, that's great. And there are very potentially data shows there are downfalls that they could face because of that. Uh, unfortunately, the most recent data is quite old from 2015 or 2018, showing that women were paid about $8,000 less when they acknowledged that they had children versus when they didn't. As a career services provider, if I'm encouraging someone to communicate that they're a mother without explaining that possible downside to them, I'm doing them a disservice. That's not courage. You know, saying that you're a mother. Um, that's your choice. And I would you know, cheerlead anyone who wants to do that, but also cheerlead anyone who doesn't want to do that because they can't afford the possibility of that $8,000 pay cut. So courage isn't necessarily for any one person to define. It's for you to define what that looks like in your life and the steps that you want to take to achieve your goals or advocate for your cause or whatever it might be. And it's a very personal internal decision. And as career services providers, as coaches, as trainers, as authors, the challenge is that when people talk about taking choices, making decisions, having courage, it comes across as everybody should do this in order to have courage. And I, um, that's not what I mean, I don't know, I can't speak for anyone else, I guess. That's the whole point of this, is it's figuring out what that means to you and what steps you've been holding back from taking that you might be able to take right now, weighing the costs and benefits with eyes wide open around what that situation really entails. What do you want to do to achieve your goals? And making sure that we're Doing as much as we can do to not give away our power, the power that we do or might have, by assuming or making excuses. And um, we, we gotta weigh that really carefully, right? Because it's easy to say, well, my boss doesn't like people like me, whatever that might be, young, old, overweight. I saw some articles on that recently, whatever it might be. We've gotta make sure that we're not using that as a cop-out, that we're really taking the the actions that we can take and and empowering ourselves as much as we can while still recognizing that those societal structures need to change. And we may be able to play a role in that, um, or we may not be able to, and we may have to navigate around it or through it or whatever it might look like. So that courage piece, um, and honestly, I mean, people, In my family, we've got uh, people with disabilities, people who've been in wheelchairs for 20 years, um, and they need to give us a lesson on courage. They bring so much courage to their everyday life that is a lesson to those of us that have the opportunity to interact with people who um, come from disadvantaged backgrounds or have something in their life that has put them in a position where they it takes extra courage. Um, I don't know if that's even the right word, but that it takes extra um, effort. It takes extra effort every day just to do the things that many of us take for granted. So when you're thinking about this, it's really about what actions are getting in your way What do you have control or power over in your life to do the things you want to do, to take the steps you want to take, and to achieve the goals you want to achieve, realizing that the goal will shift and that's okay. So Chris talked about this a little bit. She calls it burning the plan. Hell of that. I think about it in terms of your goals are clay and not a brick, right? A brick weighs you down, a brick can't move, a brick can break, right? It can, it can shatter. When you've got clay, you can remold that, you can reform it, you can change it, you can, uh, you know, you can think about how it's going to act differently. And that's okay. It's beautiful to be, you know, forming a pot and it falls all over, but you still got all the clay. So you can start over and remold that into something new. And when we about our, our goals or our expectations that way instead of like a brick then when something doesn't work out we say okay let's pull all the clay back together and figure out what we're going to make next versus that brick that's shattered on the floor and feels like it's there's just nothing we can do with it because it's now essentially dust so reframing that for ourselves um, and how do we want to take our actions to live the life that we can live, we want to live in whatever way that appears for us. And to take the ideas and use them for our own good and be careful of our mind's ability (laughs) to twist them and use them in a way that's not helpful, that brings in that negative energy. Um, It's really all about... And I, I believe that the you know the idea here is is how can we all learn together and get better at achieving our goals together because it's not one individual that can make the changes we want to see in our life or in our career. Although we have the power and we've got to take our own accountability and responsibility for our actions, it's really a collective. Um, opportunity to achieve success whether that's within your team or within your family and within your you know I look at it a lot based on my industry my organization and when we start to use some of these ideas to tear each other apart it really just doesn't do anybody any good Um, we all have things we can learn we can share our reactions so that people can learn how their words come across But we're all moving together and trying to improve, um, you know, improve our own livelihoods and improve the livelihoods of others as well. So let's talk a little bit about what this idea of, you know, goal as clay, goal versus brick, what that looks like and how you might move that forward into 2023. We're going to take a short break when we come back and will revisit some of those questions that Chris was asking around creating the more powerful you in 2023, being known for what you want to be known for in 2023 and how you can do that. We'll take a short break and we'll be back in just a few minutes.
3: Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part-time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero-cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on finding certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. Defeat the Chaos with Corey Harris and Julie Traxler hits on topics every week that affect small business owners across this country. They provide insights that show entrepreneurs how to reduce stress, wear fewer hats, and work shorter hours. Take your business from being owner-dependent and stagnant to growth-ready and process-driven every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we
1: were talking about Some of the questions you could ask yourself here as we get into the end of 2022, move into 2023, what can you do to identify what you wanna move forward, right? What were some of the best aspects of 2022? And then how can you move those forward into 2023? So get out your pen and paper. We're gonna have a little reflection time. I'm gonna ask you some of the questions that we use in our personal branding program. If you're a coach that's starting up in January, um, but if you're just wanting to sit down and think about your your life for 2022 and what you want for 2023, get out your pen and paper because here's some of the questions that you can ask yourself to uncover those themes. So in 2022, I want you to think about the best part of your job. What was the job part of your job that you loved the most in 2022 and why? So what was the part of your job that you loved the most in 2022 and why? Now, if you weren't employed in 2022, I want you to think about what the best part of your volunteer or your work or your classes, anything that's related to what you think you might want to do professionally. What was the best experience that you had in 2022? And even if you're working, you could expand by thinking a little bit about that as well. What did people come to you for most this year? Your friends, your family, as well as your, your work, your coworkers. And you might separate those out and have two different answers, but what did people come to you for the most in 2022? This gives us an insight into what do people see as your strengths already? What are you known for already? What unique ingredient did you contribute to the things you participated in this year? So you think about your team members, so if you're an engineer, other engineers ask this type of question, but I tend to ask this kind of question. What is that unique ingredient that you have contributed to things this year so that you can really think about what that means and and how that shows up as uniquely you right those are the things that are just very uniquely you because you are those you're that the one right you bring that unique ingredient to everything that you do okay so thinking about the answers to some of those questions let's dive a little deeper and really think about what are you most proud of from this past year in 2022 And encourage you here again to think about a personal family related one and then a work related one. What are you most proud of that you've accomplished, that you've contributed to? What are you most proud of this year? Then sit down and this one might take a little bit more time, but I want you to write about a time, describe a time this past year when you felt really engaged, when you were excited about what you were doing, when you you know were losing track of time, but the project was just great, maybe even had a little bit of that outer body experience. Like, I can't believe I get to do this. Um, and sometimes this is even when that imposter syndrome comes and we kind of feel like, man, is this, should I be doing this? Is this really me? If it's in that good way of, I can't believe I'm getting to do this. Dig into that experience. What were you doing? Who was involved? Who else was doing it with you? And what were your interactions with them? And then thinking about what was it about the tasks that you really enjoyed? The work itself? What strengths? So what are those unique things that you bring to it? What were you using that made it so much fun? If you can identify some of those strengths that you were using. And then what was about the environment that made it work? So were you traveling? Were you on stage? Were you in quiet, no distractions? What was it about some of those other factors that made it so perfect, such a great place for you to be. Now, as you start to answer some of these questions, you'll see a theme that starts to come in. You'll see some themes start to come in and you want to start noting those themes. So it's great if you can write these out or you can record them somewhere. You can start to find these themes that you can communicate to others. So here are some of the things that I've enjoyed most. Here are the unique elements that I want to bring to you know these next few projects that we're doing. When you start to see those themes, it gives you some more language that then you can kind of translate into larger context. How will this apply as you move forward? So now let's look forward to 2023. What do you want to be known for in 2023? As you look back and reflect on what you are known for in 2022, is that something you want to carry forward? What parts of that do you want to carry forward? And then how does it need to evolve to help you achieve the next level that you want to achieve in your career or the change that you want to make or whatever that might look like? And you might say, well, Marie, I just want more work-life balance. I don't really want to advance my career. Your strengths can actually help you achieve that too, because if you're able to communicate your strengths, it's going to help you narrow down maybe what people do come to you for so that you have more opportunity to not only do more of what you love, but do less of those things that you don't love. We used to call that job crafting. I don't know if they use that term anymore, but... So you're thinking about how can you communicate those strengths and know what isn't a good fit so that you can say no to those things, find other people that love to do those things that can take it on, et cetera, so that you can work towards that life work balance. So this process will even work, even if it's not necessarily career advancement that you're headed towards. So what is it that you want to be known for in 2023? And then as you look towards the the next year, what do you want to be next year? So I love this exercise. What do you want to be next year? So it's not just, you know, what do you want to be known for? But really, if you sat in the, the being part, what do you want to be next year? And sometimes this can be you know, you can start with some adjectives. Do you want to be more responsive? Do you want to be more present? So there's some ways that I like to define this for myself each year. You know, what do I want to be next year? And then, of course, what do I want to do next year? What do I want to do more of in my work, in my life, at home? What do I want to do? And then, what do I want to have? So have could be material things, it could be time, it could be, uh, you know, people, I want to have more conversations, I want to have more um, opportunities to travel, I want to have, you know, it might be um, some deeper do's, so do's are more of those actions and then have, again, it may be some material things, it may be uh, stability, so not necessarily actions that you can take, but What do you want to have in 2023? So sit down with yourself, maybe with your partner, maybe with your team, if you're a leader, and you can explore some of these questions. You can go through some of the activities that Chris has provided for you in the requisite courage, and then figure out in 2023, who do you want to be? What do you want to do? And what do you want to have? And if you want to share that with me, I'd love it. So we did record part of this show on YouTube. You can go drop that into the comments. You can send me a note at marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And if you're interested in our personal branding program as a coach, want to get the tools to lead your clients in this deeper discovery, you can find out about that at careerthoughtleaders.com. And it's the Certified Personal Branding Strategist Program. We start one Every six months, uh, usually in January, February, or August, September. I look forward to seeing you in the new year here on Career Confidant. We'll have some excellent replays for you in the next couple of weeks and then be uh, kicking off the year with some great guests and some more career exploration and deepening tips that you can use to take your career where you want to take it in 2023. We'll see you next time on the Career Confidant.
0: Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Ziminoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific,
2: on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.